0: So, I had been recruited by Facebook Horizon in 2019, secretly, to be part of their pre-alpha creator program in November. I started working, Facebook brought me out to learn how to create with a special cohort of 25 other people. And we were the first people who learned how to use their new tools by primitive shapes, gizmos and simple block scripting in order to create my very first animated worlds and interactive worlds. And it was so, so exciting.
1: Welcome to another episode of Social Peer Secrets. Today's special guest has her own virtual reality garden, multiple art museums, and she's building virtual worlds on Facebook horizon. Meet Paige Danzinger. Her superpowers include creativity mixed with technologies and compassion. Back in 2012, she collaborated on the creation of a drawing program prototype known as Museum Draw, which can be used by mobile devices. Her early creations made made on an iPad, drew praise from the likes of the Guggenheim Museum, The Met, and Art News Magazine. Today we're gonna to talk about how Paige blended the superpowers of PR for her branding when she was first getting started and now today using a blend of social media to help amplify and create offline engagement and meaningful interactions. Welcome Paige Dansinger. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. I am here today with Paige Dansinger, and we actually met in virtual reality. So this is our first time actually looking at each other in real life. Hey, Paige, how are you? Hi, Lisa. Great to
0: be together.
1: Yes, yes. So... Paige is an expert on, I'm just going to sum it up as creative technologies, but we're going to like dig deep into what exactly that means. But like I said, I met Paige on International Women's Day and it was part of Facebook Horizons Women in VR. What was the, the world called?
0: world is called Women in Horizon and it was actually created by my partner, Nava Berg.
1: Yes, and Nava has been a guest on the um, Social PR Secrets multiple times in the past. So like I said, Paige, we met on International Women's Day, and you're also an advocate of, of women and technology and creativity and VR. So before we get into you know some of these ways that we can get inspiration from you on using PR to advocate your, your brand... Tell us about your journey and how you actually started out and what brought you to where you are today.
0: Well, sure. Thanks, Lisa. I'll I'll try to be brief and give you the short version. I am the founding director of Better World Museum and the Horizon Art Museum. My journey started a really long time ago, but at a point that I was working at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. I had been there from 2004 to 2012. And after I had stepped aside, I had dedicated myself to working with creative technology. I took a big leap after working in from a security guard up to like, I was an intern in the Judea curating and in registration, and I worked for seven years in education. And those three parts of my foundational learning in a museum all helped me in when my career really started after I left the museum. So I had Taking this giant risk. I sold a big painting, and I thought in some crazy way, oh, I'm going to quit my jobs and, and dedicate myself to creative technology, and I had no idea what that meant, but I knew that as an early adopter, it meant using social media and using my phone, right, and through, through my phone, I was going to reach new museum audiences, and I didn't know what I was going to do, so on Monday morning, I was like, what am I doing? And I was fiddling around with my phone, playing that game, draw something, right? You know, draw something. Okay. And all my friends, of course, were museum professionals. So my, I had this word hunter, and I drew really quick with my finger, the A painting at the museum with the hunter in it and I knew that this person would get it and of course she did and I felt like you know I got the seven coins and I felt like the most brilliant art historian in the whole entire world right so games rewards and social connection and I didn't really you know, at the whole same time, I was also really dumb because as a single mom, I quit my jobs and I took this big risk, but sometimes it, it it takes making a huge giant risk. So I kept playing that game, Draw Something by Zynga. And after like posting like the first 400 or so on Twitter and Facebook, I started gaining more awareness. Museums were retweeting them and sharing them and I had new opportunities. The Getty called me on the phone and asked me what I was doing and the Guggenheim invited me to be part of the Gutai Splendid Playground exhibit in their Gutai card box and
1: That's exciting. And that's really true PR. If you're getting the attention of these big brands from posting very creative posts using social media and tagging them and, you know, you're that's, that's, you know, where it all starts and it's not different today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's where, where it started. Of course it was the museum community on social media is tight knit and, and really connected. And I fostered a lot of friends through social media that I eventually met in real life at when I went to the Museum Computer Network Conference and the Museum and the Web's annual meetings. I became part of these digital creative tech and museum communities and really fostered relationships there and those led to one day residencies through Periscope and Twitter and, and Facebook Live to at, at De Cordova Sculpture Park, at Worcester Art Museum, at the Huntington Museum and Library, and at, at Cooper Hewitt wrote something about my work. So, museums all over started to really embrace what I was doing but at one of those conferences I stood up and I introduced myself and it's like oh you're your museum page I know who you are and you draw our our museum collections and I said oh you know that's true but I don't really want to do that it's actually just a rainbow bridge to make friends because what I really want to talk about are harder subjects Um, I wanted to talk about like genocide and, and conflict in the world and really like subjects about social justice and human condition and uncomfortable situations and when I would do that normally people would turn their backs and it wasn't comfortable these aren't comfortable subjects and at that time museums weren't interested in talking about like race or uh, decolonization or, and certainly not like domestic violence or rape or other issues that are dealing with large percentages of their communities. When you consider that like one in four women are survivors of domestic violence, that's a lot of museum professionals, visitors, artists. And, and trustees. And, and you never see art or discussions about that in museums. So, museums were intolerant to those discussions. So, I would use those drawings of their collections to start to tell more in depth stories. And I love that. I would, I would tell stories about, like, the Parthenon or Palmyra, where Isis had just like destroyed the architecture there. And by doing that, it led to more social media conversations and relationships. So I did a project through like Twitter with a group, an organization, a nonprofit called New Palmyra. And they partnered me up with an organization, a music group called Disquiet Junto. And you can like find them on Twitter. And what I would do is I drew with VR the buildings that had been destroyed and then people through social media would create a sound piece and post it on SoundCloud. And by using like-
1: Immersive technologies, all these, yeah, all these technologies together.
0: To create community connection and then I was starting to have these conversations about making a better world. And that's part of the evolution of Better World Museum. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna ask you about, so you're the founder of Better World Museum and Horizon Art Museum, and you've been recognized as Facebook as one of the top 117 global community leaders. That's that's huge. And you mentioned, just for the first time, I think, since we've been talking, VR. So what was the spark that led you into VR from a creative standpoint? And talk to us a little bit more about Better about World Museum and the Horizon Art Museum and- Yeah, thank
0: you. So I had this iPad program in which I was drawing museums collection. And by this time I had drawn like from four 400 to 4,000 works. Right? You were probably
1: one of their power users.
0: Huge, huge. Right. Huge amount of posting online and sharing them. You can look it up at Museum Draw. And that's, you know, there's a Facebook page, Museum Draw, and Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And and then, so I didn't have VR yet, but I was being invited to museums and I was invited to the Met Digital Media Lab in New York at the Met Museum. To go show, like at that time I had probably drawn 80 things from the Met Museum and I presented them to some of the people at the Media Lab and then taught some of the educators how to draw on iPads in case they wanted to use that in their, their, it was kind of behind the scenes with the educators. I was teaching them about that. And while I was there at the Media Center, there was a VR headset and they were like, oh, we gotta show you this, you're gonna love it. But it wasn't working and there was some, some reason why I couldn't do it, I, it just wasn't working. And I was just like, oh my God, here I was at the Met Museum and I could have drawn something in VR, I've got to get VR and, but I didn't. So, but I was really excited about it. I went back and I had already had had you know it was 2016 at this time, and I had founded Better World Museum in 2014. And all along, I'd been using that iPad, but I had been hearing about VR, and so I was doing uh, a project. I was doing a project through Better World Museum with the Domestic Abuse Project nonprofit here in Minneapolis as I wrote a grant through this. Five to ten Hennepin Theater Trust grant, and i was one of the project grantees, and I was supposed to pick a nonprofit and do a project with them. The rules were to simply visit them twice and, and then to create something. But I went back. I I, I drew purple flowers with 65 survivors of domestic violence I just kept going back and and getting more drawings and my creative partner team Hattie Ball and Seth Gibson and I I, yeah, I really love collaboration. so this was one of my very first collaborate collaborative tech teams and we worked really well together for a long time we're all still at Good
1: team. Show I want to show some of the examples of what you're talking about. So we'll we'll put the links and we'll put in some visuals of your Instagram accounts from Better World Museum so that people can like visualize what you're explaining because I want to I want to just make sure that I'm I'm gonna simplify it. So basically, like what you were doing for some of these museums is you were recreating art from their collections on your iPad using this this app, and it mm-hmm. was a a visual recreation you know, another version of, of something, some popular art at a museum that you were creating and maybe like adding some like kind of different variations to it, right?
0: Yeah, we wanted to, after drawing 4,000 works in an, of museum works, I kind of started bringing the iPad to other people. So I brought it to, I brought the museum experience to the Domestic Abuse Project. And with 65 survivors, we drew these purple flowers and we created our first empathy experience. and. My so that was That's an example. Of these drawings into VR by using Unity. And you can watch them. I'll share a link with you on YouTube where, and this was our very first VR project. It got recreated this year for in Facebook Horizon. Community member was in crisis. And I knew exactly what to do with the tools. I started building a purple garden around her and other members in the Facebook horizon community collaborated by also importing purple flowers in it. Also, there's a write up about it in the Oculus blog for women's international month this this year.
1: That's awesome. We will definitely, definitely share that in the show notes to really bring light so that bridging together, like how you've like taken creative technologies and and artwork and collaboration and like really amazing causes and brought it all together.
0: Yeah, because nobody really wanted to talk about causes. Nobody really wanted to talk about things that made them uncomfortable. And I realized that, you know what, in Better World Museum, what we actually did was we created the physical museum, Better World Museum was a brick and mortar space. For five years, downtown Minneapolis, it started out in a 1,500 square foot space and grew into an 8,000 square foot space. And we hosted an indoor edible garden, a VR lab, maker space, and participatory murals. And it was all based on creating the environment of a shared garden. And within that kind of space, a garden space we were able to tackle bigger issues right it became a space of healing and resilience and community connection under you know i would call it a community and climate museum but it was really the mission is about using creative technology to build resilience because i learned within doing the purple flower project that first one Mm -hmm. that we didn't really need to talk about the heart issues, but just the shared experience of drawing, creating together, created the connection. And that, that was enough. That was enough for me.
1: That's so amazing.
0: Better world museum, it's the first real VR project was, or, or used only with VR was built on top of the purple flower survivors. And that is our VR garden and VR garden started where I just drew a flower and I posted it on Twitter and Facebook and invited anyone in the whole entire world with an Oculus or a Vive headset who was able to draw and tilt brush at the time anyone in the world to add to it And somebody walked in the museum right after I did that. And I said, wow, I just got this cool VR headset. And I posted a link online, inviting anyone in the world to do it. And he said, quote, that was, I opened myself up to the worst of the internet. And I was like, no way, no way. I totally trust people. Now, mind you, the 45th presidential election had just happened and The world just felt really, I felt really vulnerable with the way the world was at that moment. And I really wanted people to pull through and be good people and not draw horrible things in this garden. And nobody did. People, first one person in Ireland drew something and then someone in California and then someone in Arizona. And before you knew it, people all around the world were drawing in the VR garden. And like 200 people or so did. And that's around the time when I applied to the Facebook community leadership program. I was one of almost 7,000 applications from 46 countries. And I was one of the 100, 100 actually leaders and 17 teens around the world that were selected
1: for this program. That's amazing. That's a great PR tip in and of itself is, you know, applying for these types of programs where you can be, you know, part of an elite early adapter, especially with Facebook and be part of something, you know, as it builds in beta and, you know, now you have the Horizon Art Museum. What does that look like? How did that happen and how did that grow?
0: The Facebook Community Leadership Program was quite different than the Facebook Horizon Program which came after so that was in 2018 and 19 and with their support actually i closed the flagship store in minneapolis and i created a pop-up museum for airports malls and museums and with it i traveled to shenzhen beijing san francisco miami new york seattle singapore cambodia and some more places and the number from 200 people to draw in the VR garden went to 4000 people within 3 months and then 2020 started the year of our pandemic yes and so that really changed things by in 2019 i had been approached by the facebook horizon team to be a pre-alpha creator and I had secretly been creating with Horizon. And uh, I I was I was it was really awesome. I was using I had never I I had never created a world other that I didn't draw. Does that make sense in Facebook? In horizon in VR? everything that i had made before was was something that i drew right like it with i i was drawing but facebook horizon is totally different it's world building with shapes so I had been recruited by Facebook Horizon in 2019, secretly, to be part of their pre-alpha creator program in November. I started working, Facebook brought me out to learn how to create with a special cohort of 25 other people. And we were the first people who learned how to use their new tools by primitive shapes, gizmos and simple block scripting in order to create my very first animated worlds and interactive worlds. And it was so, so exciting. I had never done that before and I loved it, but I had kind of started to do that a little bit in rec room. So in rec room, I had a museum also in which Better World Museum, when I was in China working with Chen and Beijing with the Team XR Pioneer based in Shenzhen. They work with education and VR and I spent two months working together with them in schools. And so I had already been using a program called Rec Room with students and I was teaching drawing with students in Beijing and I sometimes I was in Facebook headquarters in Palo Alto and sometimes I was in Shenzhen and sometimes I was in Beijing and I was really in love with being able to use this headset once I even taught a drawing program from the airport in I I, I was in in the airport in South Korea and I had to like you know hop in my headset and connect with my team of students. So, you know, the possibilities that were endless to me of how to use this incredible tool to reach and, and combine and collaborate with new audiences. And so when COVID started, I was already pretty, pretty happy not to be in a physical space and already really employing VR to meet all my needs. I had, but I was sad to not have a physical museum because here I had all the stuff for a pop-up and I was about to go into a new space and, and COVID hit and I was like, ah. Oh. So I have this pile of technology stuff that's great for a physical space, projectors and, and other stuff that, you know, that I can use. But not being able to use it forced me to learn how to just use my headset I created this room. It was just a template room. And I put some canvases all over it and I invited everyone in VR I knew for like this painting, the VR garden and a pizza party in Rec Room.
1: I love that. And
0: like people were able to eat pizza and it like chomps away and make everybody giggle and had the best time. And people stayed for like 3 a.m., right? drawing in this vr garden and taking selfies together and eating pizza and i was like eureka this this is this is it right pizza time was just the best party ever and these three young people came at the end i was i was exhausted that like these three young people came, 13, 15 year olds, and they giggled and they were so silly and they were just having a, this crazy time. And I think they were trying to see if I would ask them to leave, right? Cause I'm having this event, but I didn't. I welcomed them in and I gave them art materials and pizza and I invited them to draw and trade in the garden and they just had a blast. And they said, they felt sorry for me, kind of for using this template room, but they really liked what I was doing. And they asked if it was okay if they built me a museum. And I said, sure, of course. I totally trust you. But I'm going to sleep and you know, I'll be back on in a day or two. Thanks. You know, I can't wait to see what you make.
1: That's amazing.
0: Better World Museum has always been really into leadership role development with teens and members diverse members of our community we we really get into it and so I had no problem just like seeing what they would do and I didn't know what to expect you know if it would be you know who knows anyway so they again just like the VR garden they didn't let me down they created the most fantastic museum inside of Rec Room. It's so sophisticated and gorgeous. I was like, Ooh, I have like the most glorious museum. I could not ever pay rent on this museum space. This is incredible. I love it. I had classroom, this big rotating orb and like this, like all this interactive area and uh, artisan residence space. And even a DJ booth, they, were, they created a wonderful museum. I was so proud of these young people. I had an opportunity to present their work at the World Health Organization in a COVID and Art Create 2030 symposium and got to share how teen leadership roles, was the recipe for resilience during COVID in last summer for Better World Museum. And all the while Horizon Art Museum was secretly being created because I couldn't share it yet. Thank you for this long winded story of getting here. But Horizon Art Museum is totally different than Better World Museum. There is a Better World Museum inside of Horizon that's like the one in Rec Room, but Horizon Art Museum is totally different. It goes back to museum draw, where I remember when I was drawing all the works on my iPad from museums around the world. Well, when COVID happened, all of my museum friends, who were now a lot, largely unemployed museum friends, everyone I knew was missing being in a museum, whether they worked in one, or visited one. Everyone I knew, my whole social media feed for, for weeks was, oh, I miss museums or museums, this, or I miss my museum, right? And so it was International Women's Day last year when I started Horizon Art Museum. And I started recreating works using the primitive shapes, gizmos, and Block scripting to recreate works by women artists. And at that time, at that time, Nava was in Horizon. She had entered, there was like the pre alphas were in, allowed to invite friends. This was before Beta. Mm-hmm. And Nava was one of the friends that was invited. And I was like, yeah, Nava's here. Awesome. Well, Nava taught me one of the most important things in the Horizon Art Museum. It's because of her that Horizon Art Museum took a dramatic new direction. So I'm gonna catch my breath for this. I'm really good at recreating works of art, fine. But Nava taught me how to create an interactive button in which allows people to record a voice button like an audio recording and then press a button and then hear it and this i think actually it was a pair of headsets she headphones she created and she actually made a a whole like guide about how to make it and i was like oh nava she's awesome and i followed her guide but instead created a a button for the museum excuse me and at this time just a few new people were starting to trickle into Horizon. So at first I was one of three women in Horizon, but now all of a sudden, um, like maybe there was 30, right? It, it, it maybe, maybe tops. And so I would start to welcome new creators to into Horizon to learn how to create a plus community voices button. And through through teaching the skill sharing of how to make this really first elementary like audio button it kind of teaches everything you would need to know then to have the confidence to go off and build anything in the world in Horizon so it was like a first good skill sharing but I also because As I said, everyone I knew was also like largely unemployed now as a museum worker. I really wanted to add in systems of value and not when I was welcoming people to create and teaching how to learn how to make one of these buttons. I also would create through micro payments, payments to the people who I was teaching how to make the button. So I was paying people how to learn how to do it. That's because awesome. They were now my museum workers there, right? And I'm not going to exploit my museum workers, right? I mean, just like Hattie Ball back in the purple flower program, I wrote a grant. And with that grant, I paid the community artists, right? So nobody participates or collaborates who doesn't get compensated for their work, right? That's part of the tenets of Better World Museum is, you know, that that makes a better world. It's really important to, to compensate
1: people. So yeah, I mean, and you were actually gracious. giving giving them the opportunity to learn and be compensated during a time when everybody was in a crisis. So you were bringing a community together during a crisis. Exactly. Hello, oh, wait, is this thing on? Hi, it's Lisa Beyer. I just wanted to tell you really quick, I'm launching a course called Modern PR Secrets, and I wanted you to be the first to know. You can check it out at thebuyergroup.com under resources. Now let's get back to this interview.
0: Exactly. And that, that so it, it built on, it built more on like even the teens who ended up building the museum in rec room, they ended up, I created opportunities for leadership after that in which they were compensated as well. So just my, you know, I'm unfunded. So micro payments. So I would offer like $10 for the first button and $5 every like following button, but that ended up serving 12 artists now. And I've paid, we have many, many, (laughs) lots of buttons and some artists didn't accept compensation, but when they did not, then I offered for them to choose a foundation or organization charity that was meaningful to them. And not only did I compensate that amount, but I doubled it as for like a matched donation. So we also raised over $285 to different charitable causes.
1: I love this quote that I picked up from one of your bios. So it says that you believe that people who draw together, draw together for a better world. Yes. And yeah. you, the story you just described is exactly that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, whether it's drawing together, building worlds, it, it, and honoring systems of valuing of each other, I think it's all components of building a better world that we build
1: stronger communities that are more resilient. So, Paige, your story is so fascinating and so unique, and your journey, of where you started to where you are today public relations and brand advocacy and social media played a large role in retrospect. We were talking about this before we started recording on how it really made a difference. So can you talk to those points of of maybe some examples Well, you used one, but maybe some other examples of how you really used the power of PR and social to get the word out about your personal brand and just about your mission and your journey and your community?
0: Well, sure. Thank you. The way I've used PR paired together with social media to build my brand at the museum and really there became a time when working physically on site at the museum, I wasn't always able or didn't have the energy to post all the time about what I was doing. I was honestly really busy working. So I had to be more thoughtful about building the stories I wanted to tell and really Hone into creating the most effective, maximizing quality over quantity, and trying to, to share strategic stories in, that would highlight the members of our community the most. I think that people didn't need to know, you know, right and left, this or that, every, every little detail of what was happening, as much as what somebody in the community felt was important about what was happening. So really letting the community share the story itself instead of always just being my own advocate. But also, yeah, so advocation through amplifying voices has been an important part of how we've grown most, but also a strong visual brand identity. So Better World Museum and Horizon Art Museum and even uh, gallery page and, and museum pages. All of all of the identities that I have online have a strong visual identity and sense of like relationship with my avatar and i it, it's amazing actually uh, right now i i grew up my hair a little bit it's always been a, a bob uh, with bangs and it looks exactly like my twitter avatar and I, during covid i grew it out a little bit so i could wear it in a top bun so it looks a little bit more like my horizon avatar right but I've literally been stopped in an airport before and told at conferences before, I know exactly who you are because you look like your avatar. And so that's awesome because, you know, I drew my avatar on my iPad. So, hey, yay. You know, it's good to be recognizable as a inhuman because your branding is that type
1: is, I mean, that's just shows like perfect PR success, right? When you're connecting your, your creative avatar with your in real life avatar and people are recognizing you in airports.
0: Yes. Yes. The museum and the web conference actually hired me once as an artist in residence. It was like in 2013 or 14 or so to draw the speakers who were going to be presenting on my iPad. And uh, I did, all, all, the, all the presenters had a portrait of, that I drew of them, but then when people at the conference saw them and you know that I w- was doing them, I started sort of doodling some of them, then everybody wanted one. I still see some people from that community with avatars that I drew for them all these years later.
1: I think one of the key points here, in PR, and what you're what you're underlining is that how much creativity really counts when it comes to standing out and getting um, exposure and visibility. So that demand of you know your example of uh, you know you started creating these like very special avatars for the for the event. Everybody wanted one, and so that meant like you're really drawing attention organically to the people that really matter, which I think is just you know that's that's the gift of PR that a lot of people who aren't familiar with it, you know, kind of miss?
0: I had, a, you know, creating like a, a visual identity. Like if you go to my Facebook or my Instagram, everything will have a consistency of feel, right? It'll, you can recognize, oh, Paige made that, right? It's, it's, it's like there is a vase painter, Ezekiel, right? And he signed his vases, you know, Ezekiel made me. And you can, you can tell, right? When you pick up, when you see one of his vases in, online or in a museum, that is he has made that. I like for my worlds and my paintings. I'm also a painter and I make clothing and everything has, has a feel that I made it. I was really honored in 2014, Art News Magazine, featured my Instagram as an artist to follow on Instagram and they highlighted my museum draw work at that time and it you know it's an honor to be able to sort of share my visual style or my my the pattern of my work and as it evolves what was in museum draw feels really similar to what I'm creating in horizon at the art museum which is now I mean, it's an ever expanding museum. It's all connected by doors and there's over 30 worlds now and some are collaborations with more people. So
1: I would love to check that out more. And so for somebody that maybe doesn't even understand what we're talking about when we're talking about Facebook Horizons. So can you kind of just walk us through what Facebook Horizons is, what your world is, what the Horizon Art Museum is all about and where can people, where can we get started? If you just don't even know what we're talking about? Where do we get started?
0: Well, people are able to participate in more than one way. For members of the community with an Oculus headset, that is the most immediate way to have the full experience. Within an Oculus headset, the beta program Facebook Horizon is easy to apply for online once admitted into the beta program inside of the headset one is able to search the worlds and find the horizon art museum now there's the main gallery horizon art museum and it has oh three or four doors one leading to the sculpture park one leading to gallery 103 to 105 And one to our main exhibit, Artemisia, after Artemisia Gentileschi. And through those three doors, you go into full, whole space galleries that are are their own worlds as well. I mean the main gallery is like our front our front entrance and it hosts 20 works as well by diverse artists and that's the, the introduction but then through these three doors you go off into like wandering wandering land right those are portals into galleries with more doors and each of those those galleries like are really fantastic. Well, you know, I guess I'm biased because I created, but the art in them is really fun. But what also is within these galleries are games. There are, well, there's critical thinking cards, critical thinking strategies. So there's like ways for groups to be able to talk about arts really democratically with each other in ways that create a lot of visual thinking strategies. And then there's games. So there's two person and three person games within different galleries and more of our plus community voices buttons in which Nava taught me how to make my first button. And Lately, in our newest galleries, we have the addition of NPCs, which are non-player characters. I've been developing these cute little robots to engage with visitors while, well, I'm not there or belong with me. And each one of them really are parts of my personality, actually. So they're based on exploring emotions and raising more empathy and different ways of engaging with audiences. The games I'm really excited about because I'm part of a a six-month program through Games for Change with 90 or so other museums called uh, Game Plan. And through Game Plan, through the six-month program, I've really dedicated myself more to being a game designer.
1: Paige, you are so talented. I My mind is blown how much I've learned today about all these different, just different creative technology aspects that I didn't know. So quick question. So if, if somebody gets onto Facebook Horizons like me, I'm, I'm part of Facebook Horizons now. Is it possible for me to create my own world? Let's say if I wanted to create modern PR secrets or social PR secrets world, can anybody create a world? anyone can create a world. It's really
0: simple. There's a really friendly menu of world building tools. There's um, 15 primary shapes and you're able to size them or group them or manipulate them in any way by changing the dimensions or the colors or the material in which it is created by. One is not able to import 3d assets and that is an awesome limitation which forces people to really create things out of primary shapes it's sometimes our limitations are our best gifts so it's really it's like building with legos it, it's that simple if, if you don't have horizon there are other ways to participate in horizon art museum through our facebook and social media and through live video, live streaming and YouTube, but there there's really nothing like being in an Oculus and having the full experience inside of Horizon.
1: So the first everybody. Yeah. The first step is to go ahead and buy the Oculus headset. And from there, you have many options from a creative technology standpoint. And authentic self-expression is a phrase that I, over the past like two months, like kind of experiencing burnout, life burnout, I just you know realized that for me and for everybody, you really have to, in order to be happy and not get taken down by things, you have to make sure that you are serving your authentic self-expression. I think that you are, that you're an example of somebody that has always made sure that that is a priority in their life. One of the things that I realized over the past couple of months is that my authentic self-expression is creative in art. And while it's part of the PR business that I'm in, it's not a huge part. And so I'm really dedicated to making that a larger part of my work and personal life. When I was in college, I started this um, little company called Designs by Lisa, where I hand painted t-shirts to make extra money. And I wish I would have never stopped doing that. And like, you're an example of somebody that you never stop doing what you're really authentically passionate about. And I think that's an amazing example of whether you're male or female, that everybody should make sure that they're following their and able to, you know, really tap into their authentic self-expression
0: absolutely you know i i've had the opportunity i've been incredibly privileged to have the opportunity to follow my passion you know, my family my where i live my environment all and my education oh, i had i have an incredible privilege to be able to follow my passion and i don't take it for granted in the way that i try to use it in a way to empower more people to be able to participate in that or to also find their passion or to be part of, right? Through, through you know, our plus community voices or through creating a garden together. Through, by making it a participatory museum experience, there's a way for me to be able to share that privilege as much as I can with the community. I feel like it's a responsibility. And and yeah, it's just like, sometimes I burn out too. I get really tired. I write a lot of grants that I get no's. Someone once said, go for a hundred no's a year. And that's been kind of my ticket. I I spend a lot of time writing grants that I get no's to, but of of the seven or so a year that I get yeses to,
1: it's all worth it. It's that's a very good analogy to PR. We get hundreds of nos maybe every week, mm-hmm. but out of those hundreds of nos, you know you get the seven to ten yeses and they make all the world of the difference when it comes to you know media relations and and getting some sort of organic coverage. And with grants, it's very much the same. You're applying to get somebody to fund you or give you exposure that you can't afford to get on your own.
0: Yes, whether, you know, I apply to grants and speaking and jobs and I'm like everything I can, everything I can apply for, I try to apply for, right? And it's a lot of no's and a lot of time and a lot of exhaustion. And sometimes I burn myself out going in another new direction and know that I need to go back to something that I really wanted to work on. I can't, I wish I had a staff of a hundred or a hundred me's or a hundred more years or.
1: Yes, I completely can relate. But speaking of time, we're about out of time and I would love for you to share where our audience can connect with you. If it's not on VR, where's the best, so what's your best social media channel way to connect or or your web?
0: Yes, find me. Well, my website is Dancinger dot com and betterworldmuseum.com and really find me at horizon art museum on facebook twitter instagram my instagram is museum page if you want to follow my personal
1: and we'll make sure to put all of those links you know in the show notes so people can easily connect with you and also do some screenshots of you know what it looks like inside of the your museums and and some of the artwork that you've done, which I think is amazing. And I I just was noticing on Instagram that you you had a, how to build a Starry Night, like a little tutorial that I thought was so cool in VR. So all those things, like if you follow Paige, you can get little snippets of what she's sharing and learn from her. And I've learned so much just today. I'm now inspired to go start a world on Facebook Horizons and create some creative communities that is basically representing my authentic self-expression.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks for letting me share my authentic self-expression and just go off and share my big story. It was fantastic to talk about PR and think more about how I'm using primary shapes and community building
1: and share it with your community. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Paige. Have a great rest of your day, week, month. I'll see you on Facebook Horizons and in your museum.
0: Join me in Horizon, and we will do authentic world building together. I can't wait.